This episode of the Thrive Life Podcast is presented to you by Roar Alexander, powered by Thrive Life International and home of the Thrive Life Challenge. Get ready to discover everything you want to know about fitness, nutrition, and optimized healthy lifestyle hacks to help you truly earn your Thrive Life. Also, be sure to keep up with War at www.waralexander.com and share the Thrive Life podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Thrive Life podcast page on Facebook. Now, with no further delay, let's get on to the show. Everybody, welcome to the Thrive Life Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Alexander, and today we have a great episode coming up for you. It's kind of a part two to the one we had last uh, week, which was where I talked about endocrine disruptors in the air and all the different chemicals and different things that you absorb through your breathing or through your skin or just through your food that are affecting your health, uh, that are making you overweight and that are making you basically die early and affecting your longevity, then we weren't talking, obviously, you know, when we were talking, especially about fat, we weren't talking about calories. It had nothing to do with calories and working out. What we were talking about is all those little chemicals that are disrupting your hormones that are making your body not work properly and not work efficiently. So if you did not listen to that episode, I would suggest you go back and listen to that one first before you follow this one. This is gonna be a much more hands-on, practical approach to what we can do. It's basically just going to be a long to-do list of different things that you can do that maybe you don't think about. And I know most of you don't think about it because I never see these things done. So, you know, people run around sometimes and this stuff should seem like common knowledge, but there's one thing to have knowledge, but you have to apply it. So if you know all this stuff, that I'm going to tell you today and you're not applying it, then I guess, you know, the truth is we can say we don't really know it. Uh, we can say we've heard it, but we don't know it. So what I want to do today is talk about it. Now, before we get into that, I just want to give you guys an update on what's going on in the Thrive Life world. And that is I am currently preparing to move back to Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Basically, I just want to get back to clean air, green grass, and away from this noise. You've heard me on this podcast talk all the time about, you know, here in downtown Bangkok, you never get any peace and quiet. Even on this podcast, you can constantly hear motorcycles shooting by, trains going by, trucks honking horns. It's literally impossible to get peace and quiet. So uh, I am looking forward to that as well as, you know, some of the microphones and just different audio and video devices that you can get in the Western world uh, that are so easy. It's been incredibly difficult here just to get the basic supplies to put on a podcast. So over the next few months, uh, we're going to be making that move, but I can guarantee you that once we get back to the West, this podcast is going to be a night and day difference coming from the quality, but also the guests that we have on. Now, speaking of guests, we do have a great guest coming up for you on the next episode of the Thrive Life Podcast. We interviewed Dr. Emily Spickle, uh, one of the basically leading proponents when it comes to training and just being barefoot all day, all night when you're in the gym and when you're at home. 
If you know me, if you follow my Instagram, you've seen that I'm a huge fan of being barefoot. And we talk about how I enjoyed uh, being barefoot, how I train bare feet, how I even use my toe separators now, and how it's made a big difference in my training. So that's gonna be a great episode. And we were really lucky because she was actually here in Southeast Asia on a tour. She was doing a, some workshops with Celebrity Fitness in Jakarta. Uh, where was it Kuala Lumpur Malaysia and I believe she also had a Shanghai event that she was going to be doing before heading back to I believe it was Los Angeles so that was a really great podcast guys so make sure you tune in for that one you can go to the um, Thrive Life podcast Facebook page and you'll be able to check that out but getting back to today's topic today's topic is simple ways that you can detoxify and make your home healthier and cleaner for you your family, just your friends, just everybody. We're just going to clean up our home, okay? So these are simple takeaways. Now, as I said, I'm not gonna get into all the science, I'm not gonna go into all the different chemicals in each one of these because we talked about that last week. This is kind of a recap, but also some new ideas are gonna be presented to you. So number one, and we're gonna talk about, I got about 16 things on this list we're gonna be talking about today. So I'm gonna go through them pretty quickly because if I spend even say three minutes in each one, this is gonna become an over hour long podcast. So we're just gonna go through them pretty quickly and uh, where I think it might be needed, I will add in a few tips. So number one is buying a really good air filter. So an air purifier, I should say, for your house. You wanna make sure that you own a really nice, solid air purifier that's going to help cleanse your air. A lot of people think that the home is you know, a safe place. That's where you come to get away from all those toxic chemicals and all the environmental pollutions. But numbers of studies have actually shown the opposite, that your home is actually one of the worst places uh, and can have pollution levels, air pollution levels, two, three, four, even five times higher than you get outside. So we wanna make sure that we're investing in a really solid air purifier, okay? Now, to go along with that, we're gonna to want to have some plants to clean the air, okay? We wanna make sure that we're having those plants, you're gonna catch that carbon dioxide, they're gonna breathe out oxygen, and they're gonna to help to purify the air and even add in brand new, fresh air into your home. So, few that you can go through, I'm gonna just talk to you about the top, what I call the top three. First is the garden mum. So NASA research, yes, the astronaut research has shown that the garden mum, which is kind of a yellow flower, can be planted inside, outside, is great for removing toxins from the air. And this is available at most garden stores. So it does check that all these things out. It helps remove ammonia, benzene, xylene. Now those are a couple um, toxins that you get from car pollution as well as formaldehyde. So this is one of the top ones that you can get for helping clean the air. Followed up by spider plants which are basically kind of a bamboo looking long leaf one and then peace lilies. Okay so peace lilies are another really great one. Now they do have some pollen, so you probably don't wanna have a room full of them. And if you have some allergies, you might wanna be a little careful with these. Uh, and I'll give throwing you in a bonus one, is a Boston fern. 
my house when I was growing up always had Boston ferns all the time. We had them planted all over the place. So these are, you know, three to four really great plants. And of course, here in Asia, another great one that I really like is the bamboo palm. So bamboo palms are amazing at filtering out formaldehyde. So those are a few you can get. Just make sure with those, you gotta be careful because they can go four feet to 12 feet high. So you wanna make sure that, you know, you have some room for those ones. So they can be, and they can get pretty big. Now, shoes. One of the things that I got used to doing in Asia that you see all the time in Asia, but you never see it in the West, is taking your shoes off outside. It's actually been proven in an EPA study, so a study by the Environmental Protection Agency, that there's a 60% decrease in the amount of toxins that people bring into their house when they take their shoes off outside. Because think about that, outside you're tracking in uh, gasoline, transmission fluid, oil, tar from roads, you know, people spit, there could be urine, there's dog dew. You know, imagine all the stuff that you have, that you walk through on a daily basis and then you bring that into your home. Uh, so definitely think about, you know, using a doormat outside your door and having yourself and anybody that visits take off your shoes outside. Uh, number four on our list, so, so air fresheners, plants, shoes, number four on our list is fire retardant materials. Now we talked about this last week, that a lot of these fire retardant materials that you get in mattresses, couches, um, clothing. A lot of these have a lot of dangerous chemicals. So we want to make sure that the furniture that we're using and the, and the soft goods that we're using are natural materials. Try to get away from those fire retardants. So check the label, make sure it's not fire retardant material. Those things can be very toxic. They release a lot of chemicals that you don't want to be breathing in. Speaking of breathing in toxic chemicals that we use every day, we talked also about non-stick pans. So we talked about those because when you heat up non-stick pans, they release a toxin into the air that can be extremely dangerous for your health. And in fact, some people who even have pet birds, sometimes the birds will die when people use these non-stick pans. So definitely get away from non-stick pans, move more towards um, glass, cast iron, stainless steel. We really want to uh, avoid that non-stick. Now, if you do like the non-stick, because I know it is convenient, you can definitely look into some of the newer non-stick ceramic that use a very smooth ceramic. And they're actually quite green, these two. So they're technically you know, a very green product to use environmentally friendly and non-stick avoid air fresheners okay so we want to be avoiding those air fresheners we talked about this the release lots of problems into the air use natural air fresheners develop your own potpourris get some flowers going in your house now potpourri is really easy we used to make these when i was younger back when i lived uh, you know with my with my dad and my stepmom she would make them quite a bit where we'd take a, a bowl and we would place in leaf petals, sometimes some pine cones, 
Um, and then when we had some mandarin or oranges, we could peel those and then you could keep the peel. So making your own potpourri is a very great choice. Now, another thing you can do is also essential oils. You can go out and you can get some essential oils and you can place them into, you know, an essential oil diffuser or just into a water bottle and spray them. Things like eucalyptus, cinnamon, um, any scent that you like really, peppermint, and we I don't know if you guys know this, but peppermint actually helps to stimulate the brain. So if you get some peppermint going in your house, <coughs> excuse me, get some peppermint going in your house, you might just stimulate your thoughts while you're at it. So definitely think about getting some peppermint in there. I'm a fan of both peppermint and eucalyptus. Cinnamon's great too, except it kind of makes you hungry for cinnamon buns a lot if your house smells always like cinnamon. But definitely get rid of those um, air fresheners, especially those ones that you plug in and they just release chemicals or the ones that spray chemicals in your house all the time. Now, another thing you want to be careful of is PVC, uh, PVC goods. Now we're talking particularly right now about shower curtains, PVCs, again, plastics. We're talking again about BPA, BPS. Uh, phthalates and other toxins that can be released into the air from that shower curtain. The hot water hits it, the steam hits it. So try to get yourself a cotton shower curtain or something that's definitely more natural. So a lot of people don't think about that, right? This is one of those things we don't think about. We don't think about our shower curtain, but you were always talking about, you know, plastics and Tupperware, plastics and Tupperware, you know, don't heat up plastic bottles, but that plastic curtain is just basically a giant piece of saran wrap that you're hitting with hot steam every single day and sometimes you get that plastic smell you know in in the bathroom so what do you think that plastic smell is that plastic smell is not flowers it's not essential oils that is the the smell of the plastics that are coming out into the air now keep your house and this is especially in the shower too try to keep your house fairly dry to prevent molds now there's you know uh, there's going too dry obviously where it could affect your nasal uh, sinuses and there's being too damp so you want to find that nice middle ground but i would say having your house a little bit drier is better than a little bit moist because that's really going to help you cut down especially on those black molds you see in a lot of apartment buildings quite often older houses um, that you get a buildup of black mold and it's usually along the window frames uh, and along the door so make sure you guys are also checking uh, all those areas where there is moisture around those metal or aluminum window frames those door frames spraying them down uh, you know with something that's good and natural um, I'm not a big fan I do use bleach sometimes but I'm not a big fan of bleach if you could use something definitely more natural uh, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes um, try to do that so keep it keep an eye on that mold because that could be very uh, dangerous that leads us to candles okay don't use those typical cheap candles switch to something like a beeswax candle or a soy candle again lots of toxins in those candles especially those colored candles that can lead to a lot of breathing issues so try to switch to beeswax and more natural candles if you can now some other tips for freshening your air is baking soda. So now here's a big one, guys. So I want to talk a bit about cleaning. So cleaning, don't use all those chemicals. I know we all have about like five to 10 different chemicals that we use to clean our houses. 
The fact is, guys, you really don't need them. There is honestly almost nothing that either vinegar can take care of, such as glass, baking soda can take care of, or baking soda and vinegar can take care of. On YouTube, on the, you know, in the internet, there is tons of different ways that you can use baking soda, you know, for things like cleaning your oven, cleaning your microwave. So, you know, those ovens just spray with that stuff and it basically burns your nose if you breathe it in. You can use a paste made from baking soda that works just as well. Personally, in my house, all we use is a combination of vinegar, water, and baking soda. Now, if you want to, you can mix in a little natural lemon or some essential oils into there to help put off that vinegar smell. But there, think about it, like, what are you cleaning? You're wiping down your counters, you're wiping down your windows, you're wiping down smooth surfaces. All you need is vinegar and baking soda. First, it's gonna cost you next to nothing. Two, it's going to be as natural as you can possibly get. You can also use baking soda, obviously. You can sprinkle it inside your trash to help stop odors from trash. And you can always, everybody knows this one, placing a baking soda inside the fridge helps absorb those smells. It keeps your fridge smelling fresh. Now, another thing you can use, and I didn't know this one until I actually moved to Thailand and I saw it for the first time, and I said, well, why is there charcoal in the fridge? Using some activated charcoal works the same as baking soda. It helps to absorb the smell and helps to neutralize smells in the fridge. So try that. You can either use baking soda or you can use some activated charcoal. Now, vacuuming is, again, really important. When you're vacuuming, make sure that you invest in a good vacuum with a good HEPA filter. So that's H-E-P-A, a good HEPA filter. See, when you're vacuuming, the last thing you wanna do is you don't wanna pull the dirt and the dust and out of the carpet and then just have it released and blown back into the air. So sometimes you'll see that with a really cheap vacuum, it just sort of blows powder out into the air. You want to make sure that you're using a really good uh, filter that's going to help keep the dirt inside the vacuum so you can dispose of it properly. Nothing worse than those cheap vacuums that just spray all the dirt back out into the air and then you can smell everything as you're vacuuming. So you definitely don't want to be doing that. Now, a few minutes ago, we talked about um, moisture and mold around your windows, around your door frames. Another place you have to check quite often is those, you know, internal air conditioning units. Air conditioners are very, uh, they're terrific places for catching mold. So quite often, you know, you can gonna take the kind of the filter or take the front off and you're gonna see that your air con is just packed with black mold. So make sure that you guys are cleaning out those air cons and your air con filters on a regular basis and giving them a really thorough scrub down. Now, another thing that you can use instead of say uh, toxic bleaches is just food grade uh, hydrogen peroxide. That's gonna be another great one that doesn't hurt the environment and it pretty much does the exact same thing as bleach. So besides baking soda and vinegar, food grade hydrogen peroxide is another great cleaning agent that you can use as well. So take care of those air conditioners. You don't want all that cool air just blowing bacteria air at you. And if you can, make sure you get air conditioners that have really good um, filters, bacteria. Some of you have bacteria and virus filters. Make sure you get some of those as well.
Now, let's talk about your skin. We talked last week about showering, so we're gonna talk a couple things here. First of all, we're gonna talk about having a filter on your shower. The water that you are drinking and the water that you are bathing yourself in, we want to make sure that we are filtering out that chlorine and we're filtering out the fluoride and heavy, heavy metals. But most particularly what I wanna talk about right now is having just a really good chlorine filter on your shower. Because so if you listen last week, we said you absorb a lot more water, a lot more chlorine through your skin in the showering. It's the equivalent of drinking like four liters a day within a 10 minute shower. So having that chlorine filter, you know, water, either you have your, uh, you either have your uh, filter jug in the fridge or having a filter on your tap. I personally use one of those three stage and I just bought a four stage filter that uses a charcoal filter and some other filters, but also making sure that you invest in a really nice shower filter as well. And they're pretty straightforward, they're pretty easy to get, and they just twist on your shower head. So you can order those on Amazon. Most better health food and nutrition stores are, are gonna carry those nowadays as well. So don't think guys, so many people go on and on about the water they drink and then they completely forget about the water they bathe in, which as we said is almost, well it is, it is literally more important than the water that you are drinking. So keep that in mind. Next thing, we wanna make sure again, we're thinking about our soaps. There's no point guys in doing all this organic and filtered water, all this organic food and filtered water, if you're just placing a bunch of chemically laden, you know, color additives, soaps and shampoos on your skin. Now, there are ways to make your own soap, but it's extremely difficult. So we're not gonna talk about that. I suggest just doing your research, Googling natural soaps, most better shops nowadays, you can go to any like major mall, you're gonna find some really decent natural soaps and natural shampoos that have no chemicals in it. You know, we talked last week, I can't remember all the different chemicals, but your uh, paraffins are a big one, your phthalates. We're gonna make sure that we keep away from any of that and using just really nice coconut oil maybe, herbal oil infused natural soaps and shampoos. Also think about afterwards, the hair products you're using, the deodorants that you use. I myself, the only one I use nowadays is a salt crystal. It's basically the salt crystal that you put a little bit of water on it and you can use that as a deodorant instead. So instead of using your typical you know, bar of deodorant, I actually use the crystal. First of all, the crystal lasts forever uh, and second, it's extremely healthy and natural. And some of them have some different um, things like green tea and stuff like that in them as well. So definitely look into those um, crystal deodorants and think about everything from washing your skin to brushing your teeth. You know, you can get some tea tree oil, uh, some peppermint oil. There's uh, a new one now, which is a uh, bamboo charcoal toothpaste. So think about everything that you're putting in your mouth on your skin, washing your skin, your hair, anything going in and on you, we wanna keep that as natural as possible, starting right from the water that comes out of your taps. 
learn about the dirty dozen when it comes to food. So online, it's very easy to find what they call the dirty dozen and the clean 15. And that is list of the highest foods, sorry, the foods that have the most pesticides in them. So I'm just gonna take a peek here. So I'm just going to take a peek here at the 2017 Shopper's Guide to Pesticides and I'll go through them in order and you can think about these. So, you know, like I said before, if you can't afford to buy all organic, that's fine, but you should try to, you know, have your dirty dozen and your clean 15 down. So let's talk about the dirty dozen. Number one that always seems to be on the list is strawberries. Strawberries are one of the heaviest pesticide laden fruits there is followed by and these are no particular order so I'm just going to list them off so you can decide you know think about this if you've bought any of these this week and think about switching over to organic so strawberries is number one spinach is number two number three nectarines followed by apples followed by peaches then pears cherries grapes celery tomatoes sweet bell peppers so that's your bell uh, those are your red your green and your yellow bell peppers and finally we get to potatoes so those are pretty much staples in our modern diet i mean there's no getting around that most of those things are uh things that we're eating on a daily basis now let's take a look at the clean 15 and you're going to see these are things that you're probably eating a lot less of so number one is avocados uh, sweet corn pineapples cabbage frozen sweet peas i'm not quite sure why it says frozen in there but it's on the list as frozen onions asparagus mangoes papayas kiwi eggplant uh, grapefruit cantaloupes cauliflower and finally we get to yams and sweet potatoes so those 15 are pretty much okay to buy conventional but the other 12 are the dirty dozen that you want to avoid. So you can literally type in dirty dozen and clean 15 in Google and it's gonna pop up. But I will also have a link to it uh, on my page as well. Now here's something a little interesting. Another one here has listed, and it makes sense, uh, the collards and kale are on the list too and this really shouldn't surprise you with the interest that we've had in kale that's popped up over the last um, about five years now so kale has become extremely popular so it really should come as no surprise that farmers are now trying to produce that as quickly and as cheaply as they can uh, and so pesticides are going to be in there spinach is on the list it only really makes sense to me that kale should be too um, now, 
you can't just clean those dirty 15 because remember we're talking we're not talking about pesticides that are just on it everybody thinks you can just wash your fruits and vegetables and they're going to get clean you're going to clean off all the pesticides yes you will clean off the most external ones you know but really that's more just forgetting you know some of the industrial oils that might come on the truck some of the air pollution from the truck people's hands touching it germs like that but you're you there's no way you can clean the pesticides and the inorganic materials that are literally inside they're actually in your fruits and vegetables so washing it great idea for sure and don't buy any of those fancy things to clean it either just use some basic soap food grade hydrogen peroxide is a great option but just some sorry it's basic soap just some water i meant to say some water food grade hydrogen peroxide but just water is enough to clean that sort of stuff speaking of cleaning make sure that when you're cleaning you're using microfiber cloths okay microfiber cloths are very easy to clean but they're also great because the little microfibers can really help grab dirt and dust a lot of the times when we're cleaning we just end up sort of pushing the dirt and the dust around the nice thing about microfibers is that they kind of cling on to and they grab the dirt and the dust also keep us in mind whenever you are dusting make sure that you do a damp dust. You never want to use just a dry cloth because that just doesn't really do anything. Like I said, you're just pushing the dust around and a lot of the times that dust is just gonna fly up into the air. You wanna make sure you have a little bit of dampness on your cloth so it really catches the dirt. And then finally, think about the things that you don't normally clean but you touch every single day so there's a lot of things that people don't think about uh, until really it's like flu season or cold season then sometimes you know those of us that are really on it will go and you know clean certain things but for the most part there's stuff that we never clean we always wipe down the kitchen counters for example but do you wipe down your handle on your fridge are you wiping down the handle on the fridge every time? Because, you know, you touch meats, you touch everything else, you touch the handle, you come outside. You never wash your hands before you touch the handle. So handle on the refrigerator is a huge one. Make sure you wipe that down every single day. Doorknobs, your front door, your bedroom door, your bathroom door. Do you go and do you clean the doorknobs every single day? The taps on your sink. You know, get done using the washroom, we go, we turn on the tap with our dirty hands, we wash our hands, get them all clean, and then again, we turn off the tap, usually with the hands that we just washed. So you've just recontaminated them. So these are all the things we don't think about. So when you're at a restaurant, you know, I think it's pretty, a lot of people do this, I would think. You know, you when I dry, dry my hands after, you know, using a sink in a restaurant, I grab the cloth, you know, the little paper towel, I turn off the tap, but then I even open the doorknob of the bathroom door with the tissue, and then I throw away the tissue. That's, we got to think about that, guys, the things that you touch all the time. Now, even your gym equipment, if you have a home gym, do you wipe down your kettlebells and you wiping down your bars? gyms are one of the worst places for bacteria to hang out so keep this in mind this is not exactly we're not necessarily talking about your home yes home gym for sure but when you go to your regular gym always make sure that you are tut washing down your equipment and washing your hands really good i'm going to be honest with you guys and ladies 
I cannot tell you how many times I'm in the change room or the washroom at a gym, and I would say, I'm not gonna lie here, I would say more often than not, maybe 60 to 70% of the time, people that use the washroom don't wash their hands. I have literally watched people, you know, they use the washroom, I don't watch them using the washroom, but I've literally seen them, you know, they use the washroom, they walk right by the sink, right out the door, and they go straight to the barbell or the bench press. So I cannot tell you guys what is inside or on all those barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells, yoga mats, and of course, inside the boxing gloves if you're into boxing. Now, I tell you this and I tell everybody this, never use public boxing gloves ever. Never, never, never. I'm always surprised when people come to a kickboxing class and they ask, where are the gloves? And I'm like, why don't, do you want to, why don't you just borrow somebody else's underwear while you're at it? You never use public gloves. So keep that in mind, okay? Think about the things that you're touching every day but you're never washing, okay? Those are really important. So those guys are 16, 17 things, if we keep the gym in there, uh, if we think, you know, what we just talked about the gym, 17 things that you can do to make your home cleaner and healthier. Please feel free to let me know anything else that I missed. I mean, we could go on this list forever, but I would say if you even got down to, let's just say if you decided to wipe down the things that you, uh, let's say this, this is the top ones. Wipe down the things that you don't normally wipe down. Switch to baking soda and vinegar as your cleaners. Um, getting rid of your nonstick pans, getting rid of those air fresheners and having plants in your house. Uh, those are going to be big ones, but it's hard because you know what? I'm looking at this and I'm like, the water filter, you know, on, on your shower, that's a big one too. So I'd have to say a six. If you're going to take six out of this 16, I would definitely be starting there. Uh, but I mean, who can say really? I mean, you know, if you're going to do all that, but then keep using cheap, really crappy dollar store soaps and shampoos, then, you know, everything you've tried to do, you've just messed it up. So. Do your best, everybody, to try to improve on this list, okay? Start going through that. Start with, think about, think about what's on your skin. Think about what's in your water. Think about what's in your air. Uh, and think about the things you touch. And uh, I think you'll probably notice you can make some very big changes that are going to affect your health dramatically. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. It wasn't extremely long, only about half an hour. Like I said, I uh, didn't get into all the science. If you want to know more about the science and what all these different toxins and endocrine disruptors and chemicals that are messing you up and giving you cancer and making you overweight and fat and sick and everything else, then make sure you listen to uh, last the, the last episode. Uh, and until then, guys, I will see you later next week. Like I said, well, next episode I should say, because we come out every two weeks, is Dr. Emily, uh, Dr. Emily and uh, Shippel, and we're going to uh, talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm.